You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. And Casey, I'm going to start on the positive. This, yeah. this team, okay, I'm going to make the claim that they got off to the fa- a fast start. Now, I know that on their first drive, it was not what we hoped for, but they still got off to a fast start offensively. And that was something that you and I spoke about for weeks. Right. <laughs> that they needed to be able to do. And this might be the first game where they did it and they did it well. They got into the end zone. They were able to capitalize. And that was really, really important that they were able to get off to that fast start. And especially as this game kind of took shape, you realize that that fast start really did save them in some ways. And and, and it's what we talked about before. And it's what even Tom Brady has said before when we reference his comments, you know, like you can't be in a hole. This offense nope. started strong. And maybe for the first time this season, they started in a really strong place. And that was really good to see. Yeah, I would say that in comparison to last week's loss, they made some adjustments. I think the biggest thing to build off of your positive that you and I have talked about so much is that what helped them have a faster start than they have in in the past couple of weeks is the fact that they did finally get a little bit more creative. I liked some of the balanced attack that the offense delivered um, while it wasn't over a consistent four quarters, you know, beggars can't be choosers all the time. I'm, I'm learning guys. I'm learning to stop asking for so much and it's helping <laughs> with my mental. So we are, we are doing well, we're doing well over here. Um, but you're right. You know, faster start than last week, for sure. They had more of a balanced attack. You saw, you know, even though, They've heard me on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns so much say stop handing the ball to Lenny over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again. Um, That still happened, but not just not right out the gate. First quarter, back to back to back to back to back. Lenny uh, handoffs. As a matter of fact, Leonard Fournette ended up being one of the most productive and functional players on this roster today for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not even as a running back. He led this team in rushing yards as well as receiving yards. Lenny, I don't even know what nickname to call him. We'll get to that in a little bit because I got to ask him about his nickname preferences because I started giving him all sorts of nicknames throughout the game. But um, Lenny, let's get after it. Lenny, right. there's there's a lot. There's a lot we could do. There's some good ones. I, I, I was proud I of be, myself. Yeah. Did you rattle uh, them off to him? I did, but then I but then he was like, huh? And then I was like, let me narrow it down to the last two tweets that I sent out. Do you like lower the shoulder Lenny or Mack Truck Lenny? And he was like, lower what? And I was like, lower the shoulder Lenny. He's like, say it again. And I was like, ugh, lower the shoulder Lenny or Mack Truck Lenny. And he's like, nah, I don't like lower the shoulder. It's Mack Truck Lenny. So that's what we'll call him. He chose Mack Truck Lenny. Um, I had that up for He's a second. I'm gonna because that man right. just, like, freaking just get the job done, money. But um, for whatever your preference may be, 
Jolly Roger fans, whatever you want to call him, Mr. Fournette had 14 carries for 56 yards, but 10 receptions for 83 yards leading the wide receiving room today. Get it done. Get it done. Casey, I was very impressed by Leonard Fournette, and I'm going to get to him a little bit later in this podcast, but I also so excitedly, we saw parts, especially early on in the game, we saw Chris Godwin, and it was like the redemption of Chris Godwin. It was yes. amazing. Just and him, him and Tom Brady, like they were just on it. They were like in the I zone. I seriously, together. I literally tweeted about it. I'm like, this is the most beautiful oh thing to watch. It was fantastic. It was mm -hmm. so great to see not only was Chris Godwin thriving and like looking like his like beautiful, healthy self, but also just the chemistry that he had with Tom Brady and those mm -hmm. few drives. It, it, it like gave you hope. You're like, yes, this, they're moving the ball. They're moving the ball. He's back. Yes. Um, so I think that that was for, for me as someone who has been like frustrated with like how things have turned out or, mm -hmm. you know, the lack of, of spreading it around in that wide receivers room to see Chris Godwin get to that place today where he's having a lot of success and he's, and he's having a lot of chemistry and they're moving mm -hmm. the ball down the field. And you like see this resurgence of like old Chris Godwin. I think that was really, really exciting. And not just for me, but for Bucks fans collectively, I think Absolutely. Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans, like, chime in like let us know on social because i know that you guys were excited and i and i was for sure excited for you casey when you saw all of those things play out the, those receptions and that chemistry i know you said you tweeted about it but mm -hmm. how much hope did that give you uh in this offense when they're going down and they're and they're driving the ball hard and chris godwin is like the guy who's really doing it Oh my gosh, so much hope because for one, you know, we know that Chris Godwin, of course, to protect his body has been on a bit of a snap count. It was scary to have him back and then lose him to the hamstring. And the reality of it is while they, the team released a statement saying, oh, one injury has nothing to do with the other. Typically, certain knee injuries, you know, can translate to tight hamstrings and tight hamstrings can get irritated very easy. So I think as a whole. Um, this offense was nervous about the pace in which he came back. Then he had to go out for a minute. Then he came back on a snap count. And now you said it, Kaylee, he looked healthy or at least healthier. If we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, you know, he looked like he started to find yep. that confidence again in his body, in his leg. Um, there was a couple tackles that he ate out there that I was just mortified because I was like, oh my gosh. I don't like the idea of seeing him get hit because I just, I wasn't sure as a, as a, as a, you know, media person, or even as a fan, is he ready for this? Is he ready for this kind of hit? I was about to, I was ready to be pissed at the Falcons and find some reason to whatever. But all that to say is that he took every hit like a champ. He looked more confident in his body. He looked even healthier. And that connection with him and Tom Brady looks like it has not wavered a bit. I mean, he was still making some pretty complex catches out there, which is what you want to see in someone that the team claims is healthy. And so that puts him on the right trajectory to be a bigger piece to this offense. And if he can get to that bigger piece, if he can be one of the top receivers, which he was the the second leading receiver in today's statistics, I'm all over the place, guys. 
um, then it just it, it brings you so much hope in many ways, not only because this offense needs to start becoming wholesome again, but also because they catch a little bit of a break in their schedule and then it gets complicated again. And you're going to want Chris Godwin fully healthy and capable. You're going to want Mike Evans fully healthy and capable and any other guy that can contribute, but have that trust and that chemistry with Tom Brady because the decision making is going to have to get even more, even faster, if you will. The offensive line doesn't have much slack or, you know, wiggle room for excuses anymore. At this point, they've been playing together for weeks now. Um, the only highlight here is the return of Ryan Jensen, which hasn't been a conversation since week two. Yeah. Yep. Casey, there were some other really, really positive things to come out of today. Uh, Tom Brady, I'm going to just throw it on Tom Brady to hype up your guy. Tom Brady said post-game, and I quote, we have a lot of confidence in him. And for Tom oh, Brady, I'm so glad you're mentioning like this. For Tom Brady to give out compliments, I'm so glad you already know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> to give out those kind of compliments is a big deal because Tom Brady has very high expectations, not just for himself, but for everyone that surrounds him. And he is very impressed with K.N., who had six receptions today, Casey. Yes. He had over 40 yards. And he really did fill in that spot for Cameron Bray. And I don't know, he might have left Cameron Bray without a job. He performed really well. Yes. Oh my gosh, Kaylee. Yes, 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 yes. I legit, I had this noted. I, I mean, I knew you would bring it up, but I'm just excited because, um, Lit I mean, again, I'm going to always refer to my Twitter, guys, because that's what I do during the games. No, I'm kidding. We'll follow but her at the sports page for, <laughs> for all of these in-game updates. The in-game commentary. <laughs> because literally, I think it was by his second or third reception, I tweeted, and I was like, this is Kate Otten's breakout, breakout performance, breakout game, 100%. and I'm here for it. I, I love to see it. It's his confidence. It's his – he just has this – quiet, strong, ready to go demeanor about him. And Brady even touched on that. And luckily <laughs> I had the, I had the honor and pleasure of actually asking Brady that question in the post game press conference. And I could not, I was itching to ask it because I'm like, come on, this kid's a rookie. He's coming back off of something that could mentally rock you in so many different directions. You know, um, I can just speak for myself. When I lost my stepdad, I was not a human being for, for weeks, almost months after. So if anybody, if a team was relying on me after, I could not be Kate Otten. So I just give this kid so much credit for so many different things. But aside from, you know, the sensitivity note of it all, training camp. He just had a way about him, and I said it in training camp. This kid's going to have a larger role with this team than we think. And mind you, people thought I was just fluffing air. I wasn't even a fan of this kid getting drafted. I had to eat that L, send myself off the plank, come back, regroup, and give this kid credit for what he did in training camp, and then make a fair analysis of what he could do, you know, in his first NFL season. And I think he's building beautifully. And today was just, it was so great to see. I mean, that's probably my top positive of the day was seeing Kate Otten's uh, involvement. And, you know, just imagine this kid with maybe 10 more pounds of muscle on him. And as he steps oh into, you know, his manhood that much more over the next couple of seasons, I mean, this guy can be something special. So yeah. And leading into halftime, he was number two within the receiving core for the most yards. He started helping them pick up in crucial moments. Um, yeah, I think he had a drop or two, but again, we're talking about a rookie tight end here who missed a game this season. So he's, you know, only been involved in three out of five games, <laughs> if you will, or four yeah. out of five, uh, if I'm doing that correctly. 
it's late. So yeah, I was very excited about that. And it was just great to see Brady's response on all of it, calling him impressive, saying that he's confident, saying how much he loves football. If there's something we know that translates with Tom Brady, it's the passion and the love for football above all else. Um, and for him to recognize that and in a kid very new to this level of football is just, it's great. And I think Brady may have found his next go-to target in those big moments. And I'm just excited to see what Kate Otten does and how he builds off of this performance because the Falcons are not terrible. And no. while people fail to give them the credit that they're, that they're due, especially this year, this season so far, that was a great start for Kate Otten against, against a defense that was really bringing the pressure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And I think not just for Cade Otten, but Casey, I think for this offense as a whole, we talked about how last week was their breakout offensive performance, that 31 point performance, but they lost. Right. I think this was a fantastic follow-up. They mm -hmm. win. It, 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 it is a pretty great performance, this 21 point performance by the offense. It's not perfect by any means. There's still things that they can improve on, but it is, but it's really, really good. And I think that now, as I look at the team as a whole, I think that there's a lot of players who are stepping into that confidence and not to like be, you know, call, call something too early, but it does in some ways remind me of and resemble the 2020 season, which this team took a few weeks, I think up to like week eight or nine to really get that. Nobody thought that they were Super Bowl contenders in the beginning no of that season. One. And no. this team currently has more hype than the 2020 team did. Mm -hmm. And they didn't live up to the hype always way too, you know, early on. However, they have gotten the confidence back in that room. And that's so important in this game. And that's so important whenever you take a look around this room. And mm -hmm. really what Todd Bowles said after the game is, is one of the guys that brings that confidence and is the heart soul. He literally called him the heart and soul of the offense is Mike Evans. Yes. And while he, he didn't have insane numbers today. He had insane catches. <laughs> what he did was a highly, highly, productive, insane catches. It was just this phenomenal way of going out and just making plays. And it really, I think, brought the offense to another level. Um, and he was there. He, he showed up for the offense when they needed him. He made the catches when they needed him. So it, it, it's not like he had like you know, I think he had what four receptions, if I'm looking at this correctly, you know, for 81 yards. But they're very productive receptions. You know what I mean? They're 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 very, very productive, timely, and really gave this team a lot of confidence. 
Yeah, Mike Evans is just that guy for this team. And it's funny because there was just so many different weird commentaries coming out after the game about <laughs> Mike Evans needs more respect on his name or this on his name. Like, I don't think that that I don't think that people don't recognize Mike Evans for who he is. I think it's different because Mike Evans is such an elite player, an elite athlete, if you will. And he has one of the most humble human beings you will ever come across. I mean, if you run into him in Tampa Bay, he's always paying for the meals of the people behind him. If he's in a restaurant or to go line or, you know, always paying it forward, he's just constantly paying it forward. So I think because he just has this humility to him and this leadership quality, that's just so rare, honestly, because mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of people think that in order to be a leader, you got to bark and you don't have to leading by example is way more strong. And Mike Evans lives by that. So with that said, when he does suit up, when he is able to be a part of this offense, when he is able to, you know, make a big catch, even if he has 10 receptions or two receptions, Mike Evans always has this one catch that's just electrifying in almost every oh, single yeah. game, you know? And so to be that kind of player, yeah, he made 81 yards count today. You wouldn't watch Mike Evans play versus the Falcons today and think that he had 81 yards. You would watch Mike Evans play versus the Falcons and think that he came out with 124 yards for this team. And it's all because of just his style and his execution. And my favorite part was this 40 yard gain that he got. And in order to get that 40 yard gain, I think his catch was almost like 70 to 20 yards out, but he's over here breaking tackles, wiggling his way out, using his height, using his body. And he's not the thickest guy, if you will, but he made it look that way. Like Mike Evans looked like a yak guy for a second, which was fun. <laughs> so he breaks these tackles. He maneuvers his way, fighting to get to the end zone, throw, lobbies his body, you know, to the corner, left corner side of the end zone. And he thought he got the touchdown. Everybody in the stadium thought he got the touchdown. And of course it wasn't, it was, you know, at the one yard line, but he makes football exciting. And so one play, 10 plays, there's something Mike Evans does that just sends, you know, hope and excitement and, and motivation and inspiration through this roster, this team and through the stadium. And, and he did that today versus the Falcons regardless. So yeah, a top tier player, always excited to watch him no matter what people say. So many great things from today's performance. And Casey, I don't really have that many things that I want this team to do better, but there are things that they can improve on. And I would say, the biggest thing for me, and I'll be interested to hear your perspective on what you think, but the biggest thing for me was that it seemed like later in the game, because they had they moved the ball so well and they were really performing and clicking on all the cylinders, and there and I just I just it was like pour it on them, like just mm -hmm. drive up this score. I was and waiting later, for that too. Later in the game, they had some difficulties doing that. So they come out mm -hmm. in the second half and punch it in again to make it 21-0. And you're mm -hmm. like, this is fabulous. <laughs> but then Casey, over the next three drives, they they don't even get a first down. Yeah, Literally. They have the ball three times on three different drives and they can't even get a first down on any of those three drives. One yep. of the drives, Casey, they had the ball for like 36 seconds. In total, they had possession of the ball in those three drives for less than four minutes. Yeah. And so my biggest like frustration is that they did have a faster start. They did get off to things early, 
but then it seems like they let up on the gas or that it, or, or that they let the Falcons figure them out and they didn't try to readjust or re get creep. And it just, it, they started stalling. And I think, and we'll get into this a little bit more when we talk about the defense, but it just put them in a position where they didn't want to be in because they found themselves, they both sides of the ball, frankly, were stalling at the same time. And that's never a position that you want to find yourselves in. And so this offense, I think there was some frustration that they, that they didn't push harder towards the end of the game or that they didn't figure it out and make those adjustments to, to continue to drive and to Mm -hmm. continue to move the ball because they did have a hard time with it, but it was just towards the end of the game this time when they already had a great lead and they weren't going to, at this point in time, um, lose the game. Yeah. And honestly, you, you basically kind of touched on it. It's the fact that there was a lack of adjustments made and that starts to go into play calling. So a lot of the play calling frustrations that fans and media were feeling and seeing last week that reared its ugly head <laughs> come yeah. middle, you know, middle of the third quarter there, because there were just some honestly compromisable play call plays being called that set them back. And Brady said it after the game, we had way too many three and outs and you can't go out there and three and out issues was an issue in week two, for sure. You can't go out there and just keep turning the ball back over to your defense and expect your defense to continue to keep you in games. Not this early in the season. I know we're moving along here and it's week five, but you know, this Bucks defense has been what's really kept this game alive for the Bucks offense. So it's got to, it's, I don't know if it's hard to be cons- consistent and creative or what the issue may be, or maybe it was just, you know, hard to adjust. Um, when we talked to Bo Morgan on the previous episode about the Falcons and the fact that their pass rush is very much underestimated, you know, luckily Tom Brady's Jersey stayed clean for the most part. There was one sack on him that ended up playing into a pass, you know, uh, roughing the passer kind of thing. Cause there was some nut. Anyhow, um, all that to say is that, you know, they were heavily underestimated and this offensive line had, you know, a tall task on their hands for sure. And, you know, Luke Gedeke was having some worked up moments there. And then he kind of led the way for Lenny to break through in a few plays. You saw Kyle Rudolph finally dress out. And when he did, I kind of noticed that he was coming in on more of those run plays to help with the blocking. We know that Co'Keefe is one of their you know top guys to have in on blocking plays and stuff. So it seems like they start to get creative and then they fall back into old patterns. And I think by the second half, if you do something like that, if you fall back into old patterns, if you can't adjust, as you said, and then you add you know, fatigue or exhaustion or the later end of the game on top of that, that's going to put you in a real bad, real bad spot. Yeah. Um, Not helpful. Yeah. Is is there anything else that you saw from this offense that you were like, we need to step it up? (laughs) Well, so I was pretty surprised at the fact that like, yes, I love seeing Mike Evans production. Of course, my, my highest rave is, is Kate Otten's involvement. Um, I'm always in favor of whatever Koki does for the day. Who cares? <laughs> but, and then Leonard Fournette being, you know, Max truck, Lenny, run it, Lenny, pass, catch Lenny, whatever you want to call him. For me, it was also the fact that Russell Gage just faced his former team and had two receptions for 20 yards. And that was it. Um, yeah. He found the end zone on a two point conversion, but, I was expecting a lot more out of him and his first 
reception from Tom Brady, I'm pretty sure was a drop. And that kind of just like shook him up and played out weirdly. So there's some guys on this roster where it's like, it's week five. You either need to step up or, or head to the sideline and regroup for a minute, but just stop dressing out. If you're not going to be a contributing factor. And I think, eliminating the maybes or could be's in this offense will help them have more of a strategic, reliable plan so that they can adjust easier, adjust quicker and, you know, kind of pivot when they need to, because we knew that Dean Pease's defense, you know, they can throw multiple different schemes out there. They can be pretty versatile, be pretty creative. And I think they just lost their way when it came to adjusting and um, they lost the creativity in that second half there halfway through the third quarter. But other than that, one little highlight that, or shout out, yeah. We tend to evaluate all these players throughout offense and stuff. And I know that Tom Brady's the goat and we can probably talk about him to like a sickness, but I mean, 35 completions out of 53 attempts, 351 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, you know, a shoulder that's hanging in there, fingers that are hanging in there and, you know, off the field distractions. It's just, it's huge to see what Tom Brady can still do and how he can still produce 351 yards in a game without throwing five touchdowns is is amazing and and still very impressive and Tom Brady still deserves so much rave for doing what he's doing at 45 years old amongst the masses so definitely probably my last little highlight of offense okay it's so interesting you say that I'm so glad that you did because I'm about to have the weirdest take ever and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this there were times today Casey not large periods of time but moments, instances mm -hmm. where I started to question Tom Brady a little bit. There were just a few missed throws. Right. Where it's like, oh, that's that's not typical God. Tom Brady. Oh, you're God. that wasn't on the receiver. That was on you, Tom. Like yeah. you threw it at his feet or you threw it ahead of him or you're throwing it behind him. It didn't happen often. I'm not, this is my question mark for the day. I just, I don't want to make too big of a deal of it. I'm not trying to make too big of a deal of it. I just, there were moments today where I was like, is Tom Brady between his hand and his shoulder? Because you saw him finicking with his hand more today than I've seen him in other games. Right. Um, is he showing his age? Is, is there something wrong with his hand? Is, is there something going on? Are we starting to see Tom Brady's humanness? Because he hasn't seemed human for a long period of time. And today he seemed a little bit human at times. And it made me put a question mark. Not in his abilities, not in, mm -hmm. in the stats that you just gave us, Casey, but just like, is this the same Tom? It just made me go, hmm. Is it the same guy. Weird. Huh. That's weird that he missed that throw. Huh. That's weird that he missed another. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there were just a few things that felt uncharacteristic of what we expect from Tom Brady because he has become this superhuman and I just am wondering, am I crazy? Has anyone else seen it? Am I making too big? Is even bringing this up making too big of a deal of this? Mm -hmm. Let me see, what's your take? I think 
I think as a as a whole, we're seeing a little bit more of a raw Tom Brady. You and I have talked about this, you know, a couple of times. So while he still gives the same answer, it's just football. It's fine. I mean, somebody asked about his shoulder in post game today, and he goes, "It's great," <laughs> you know. But then tomorrow on Twitter and, and Instagram and on his stories and everything else, you know, you're you're gonna see him kind of mention it in, in a way that says, "Hey, yeah, this is the thing that I'm dealing with, but we're not gonna talk about it." So I don't. We and we've said this before. There's a lot of things that Brady says and does that he never would have said and did in New England, or maybe with his first year at the Bucks, maybe his second year at the Bucks. But now, you know, it's his third year. He's trying to be on this fine line of being more human, being more authentic, giving enough to the world, reserving enough for himself. And with everything that he's going through, you know, I can only imagine that internal battle of how much to give and how much not to give, even though he's probably so exhausted masking it all. You know, that's what I'm seeing. I just see a lot of exhaustion regardless yeah. of his play, you know? So I would say that, you know, we've seen him kind of tamper with injuries and, and stuff before, but not to the point where he wears it on his face. And maybe that's the yeah. biggest difference that we're starting to see now is that Brady's wearing his emotions, whether he wants to or not. And he's going to say it's great while his face looks like it's horrible. And that's new for us. It's, it's very new it's, for us. It's definitely new. It just, I don't want to freak anyone out. Don't, don't come at me with the hate. It's just a question mark. Something to note. It's new from Tom Brady. Next, we'll get into the defense.